From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 385. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. I'm back, baby. Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm glad to have I'm you back. I'm good. I'm good. You took a lovely little trip last week. Thank you so much to Carrie Yeager of Fountain Pen Day and Ken Rowe Industries, uh, Mr. Big yeah. Fancy Pants, for filling in. Uh, I, re- I listened to the episode on my way home. And I really enjoyed it. So uh, it was both interesting and heartwarming in equal measure. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed the episode that, that you guys did together. Good, good. I appreciate it. You, I always, I don't sweat those types of episodes, but it ends up taking, when you interview one of your friends, mm-hmm. but who also is, you know, part of a business and larger things, like it takes like these two paths and you never know how it's going to go. It's like, do we like stick to business? Do we make it personal? And I always tend to make it personal um, just because I count Carrie as a very good friend of mine and we can talk about business in a more personal sense. Mm-hmm. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you, you know, we could have gone another hour at least. You would have killed me if I did that. But uh, yeah, we we got to the end and Carrie was like, oh, we didn't get to talk about some things. Like, yeah, because we're already at an hour and a half. <laughs> I had to cut it at some point. If Mike mm-hmm. taught me anything, we do have to turn it off at some point. You got to leave was, the people waiting, you know, for the next right. time. But it was wonderful. Um, so a quick follow up from that episode. Y'all should all go listen to that episode. You can get to hear a lot about what Carrie's up to these days. He did send me the Montegrappa Mia 450 in orange. Mm. And oof, man, that is a good looking That's the $1,000 pen that they had specially made, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the celluloids that Montegrappa does, like I've seen these, like I've gone through their... Montegrappa's like custom pen builder, which I think we touched on in a previous episode. I forget the exact name of it, and it's like ridiculously expensive. All of Montegrappa's pens are expensive, so let's just get that out of the way. But these celluloids are so Montegrappa, they're very unique to them. It's stuff that they make for their pens, and they essentially pulled these out of the archives, these materials, and had enough to make 450 total pens, um, four colors. 100 pieces each and then one color 50 pieces so i have the orange one sitting here at the house now with a fine flex nib and i'll be putting it through the test it's on loan it will be going back Mm. i will not be purchasing it i do not need to spend that kind of money on a pen for reasons we will get into later Mm. but um the materials are glorious i'm i as i've said for probably the past several months i have become a big fan of what Montegrappa is doing so i'm happy to get to check that one out and i really like it i'm going to uh enjoy putting that through its paces so it's around the end of the year and a few things tend to happen around the end of the year and people expect tradition traditions to occur right like if you've done Mm -hmm. something Mm Uh, people will expect you to keep doing it. So I, w- I have been seeing some questions come by about mm-hmm. your uh, top five, your top five list when you're updating the top five list. And right. I also read uh, in Refill that you're trying something a little bit different this time. So do you want to tell me what you're up to? Yeah, so I'm trying to, we've discussed in the past, probably the past two years at least, how there's not a lot of change, at least in my opinion, in what I do for the top five mm-hmm. list and my top five list for those 
who are not familiar with it, and we'll have a link in the show notes, it is basically a list of my recommendations. Like, it's different from a personal list. What are my personal favorites? They could be one and the same, but I put it out as a recommendation list. Hey, I'm looking for this type of gel ink pen. What should I get? I can point people to the list. I'm looking for a good quality fountain pen, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. Hey, I can point them to this list, right? So these are the things I recommend. I've been updating it in September-ish, and every year it seems to get pushed further and further behind because I feel there's less change in the list. So we've been talking about it just, you know, online and with different people, like what can we do differently for the top five list? And we've thought about crowdsourcing it. What could we do to make a crowdsourced top five list, at least as an addendum to what I do as recommendations, right? It doesn't I have to do be one or the other. I think you should replace. Correct. Uh, because wisdom of the crowd and individual's taste are two incredibly different things. And yes. I think that both are very valuable. It, with a website as influential and large as the Pen Addict is in this community, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. that there is a benefit to you being able to uh, point your large audience at this and say, tell me what it is, because you're going to get probably a better response than anybody else if you want to put something like this together. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't go to the Pen Addict for everyone's opinion. Right. I go for yours. Right. right. And so right. I think that there is a value, there is a definite value in having both, but it should be both. Right. Agree with that. The one gotcha is, in, in the overall, not with this thing, but with the, the top five as a whole, is my opinion hasn't changed, but people want to know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? People want me to say my opinion hasn't changed, yep. which is hard for me to relate in a big release update of the top five pen list you know Mm -hmm. oh you know number four micro gel ink pen swap with number five i mean okay yeah (laughs) that's not that's not happening right because like what would be the point like why would that even occur right like it's such a strange thing so doing the crowdsourcing maybe i don't do it for the entire top five lists that I keep, but maybe I do it for, to get an idea of some of the, like the most popular categories. So I just built some quick Google forms and shared them with Panatic members just to get not as any like actual, you know, results that I'm looking for, but just to get an idea of, Hey, do you think this would work? So we'll put some of the results. I linked to some of the results in the uh, show doc, we'll put them in the notes for people to see because I haven't shared them with the, the Panatic members yet or anything just to get an idea. And I think like it's going to be cool. It's going to be a cool addendum, but I think that's where it needs to stop. Like it's going to be a nice to have addendum because there's so many questions just about how you present a poll and what biases do you have in the choice selections, you know, with, for my personal biases, you know, putting the list together of things for other people to vote on. There's inherent biases built into there. So you kind of, I ramble all these things through my head is like, well, in the end, is it going to be a really valid result that I get to where this is a useful thing to present on the top five pens page? So 
I think it is. I think I can get there. But I don't think it's going to be an across-the-board, every-category type of thing. But I think it could be useful just to kind of see. But, you know, it's just going to be so biased anyway because the people are answering it are already Penn fans. And, and your fans. I mean, that's yeah. another thing. But. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to do it. And I'm going to do something like this. But it's just something I wanted to throw out there for a greater conversation if anyone has you know, ideas or suggestions for that. And I've got a lot of feedback from members, you know, on how I can improve how I presented these polls specifically. Um, Let me pull up one, for example. So the fountain pens under 50 list. So I I didn't even get all of this. I just took screenshots for this. So I had like the choices were Twisby Eco, Pilot Metropolitan, Pilot Kakuno, Lamy Safari, Kaveco Sport, Platinum Preppy, Twisby Go, Pilot Varsity. And I think there were a couple of more. So like, our audience, the Panatic members' audience, I got 179 responses. Twisby Eco took 44% of that, right? Which I don't disagree with, but I, my question is, is that useful information, right? That's where I'm at now. So I'm trying to sort this out and how I want to do this. I think it will be fun to do, but I think I'm going to limit it in scope more than I had originally planned. Instead of doing some wide ranging stuff, I think I will limit it to maybe like the five top um, categories that I, that most people go for um, on this. So, and then maybe can do something, you know, a little more interactive for people to see the results, things like that. So I don't know. It's something I'm working on because the whole point of this is I need to update the page and I want to do it soon. So I'm going to work on these polls and shoot for like the first week of January launch of the mm-hmm. top five list. I think that's a good timing. It gives me time to work on this and um, update the site and do the things I want to do and get some feedback along the way to make sure I'm doing something that other people might find useful. I don't just want to spin my wheels and waste my time doing this if it's just going to be like a throwaway poll kind of thing. So that's so, what I'm working on. Every year uh, on my show Upgrade, we do an award show called the Upgradies and we ran into a similar problem. We have set categories every year and there were some categories where we stopped coming up with new nominations like Mm -hmm. our tastes hadn't changed so we open it up to the audience, to the Upgradians and Mm -hmm. allow them to vote and the way that we pick our winner every year is we use my pick, Jason's pick, the audience pick and then between me and Jason as the adjudicators, we judge which the winner is. And sometimes it's neither mine or his, it's the audience. Uh-huh. Right. So like we use that data as a way to help inform us in making a selection because sometimes people will recommend something that we wouldn't have thought about. So right. I, I'm not, you shouldn't do this exact thing because you're not about having one winner. But the, I think mm-hmm. that it can be useful to incorporate that information. Um, right. Kind of you know, as a, as a, just an additional point. Yep. Yep. No, that's good. So yeah, I'm still sorting out. I know this first pass was just that and like, I'm fine with it, but it's not a release version at all. This was definitely an alpha pass at this type, how I want to set it up and the answers that I want to get that I think people will find useful. So if you have any ideas, definitely hit me up. Love to hear them. Um, the Panatic members have been super helpful. Got a ton of feedback on this. So I will work on integrating that. The only thing is I'm going to like kind of push this kind of quickly. Once I do it, 
it's going to be like go time so I can release it first week of January. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So with this, uh, this next topic is something I have expanded on a lot over uh, the weeks that this release has been out. But you and I, Michael, have not been able to discuss the Star Wars Platinum 3776 release um, that came out you know a few weeks ago i have strong opinions about this and i'm wondering i'm wondering what you think about it all right so first off the only web page i have found is a japanese language platinum page is there any other information that is of use no pricing the pricing's at the bottom there are three three thirty usd i'll have to check there was something. They're around three hundred dollars each because I think what are they thirty three thousand yen, something like that. So I'll mm-hmm. look. But you can translate this page. It does do some translations in Google Translate, but not a lot because a lot of it's you know just flat files that are presented Imagery, on there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, at the bottom, yeah, there it is, thirty three thousand yen. So they're three hundred ish US dollars. Um, so yeah, I've gone through this whole thing publicly. We did it on stream one day. It was a blast to do. And um, in my opinion, there is a whole heck of a lot to say about this page, but I've said a lot of it, so I'm going to let you talk. I'm really pleased they're doing this because we've asked Platinum to do stuff, mm-hmm. right? So they're doing something. I'm happy that they're doing something, right? Like the 3776 is a great pen. It could be pro gear level if they just, you know, like in, in the sense of like in the conversation, right as much if they just did stuff with it, right? Because it is an absolutely fantastic pen with an even better nib. We spoke about it a bunch of times on the show. I'm happy to see them doing something that's interesting to push this pen out to more people. There are six of these, and three of them are like, ah, you were so close, though. (laughs) And the other three are pretty cool. There are some genuinely bad design decisions in this set. Yes. Just like very bad. So I assume that I, we are agreeing that the may the force be with you printed on the cap <laughs> or don't underestimate the force printed on another cap ruins what is otherwise fantastic pens. They're really terrible. Those two in, in particular. Why did they do that? So it's like a Darth Vader one and a Luke Skywalker one. Luke Skywalker one is white and it has a blue line on it to represent the blue lightsaber. The Darth Vader one is black and it has a red line on it to represent the red lightsaber. They look amazing, but then they have this printing on the cap. And it's like, why? And then like the other one is the, the opening mm-hmm. scroll, which just looks ugly it on a pen. Work. But I can accept that yeah. one because it's fun, yeah. right? And like... That's a thing that exists in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> right. The text of don't underestimate the force, just like, that's not printed anywhere. <laughs> then there were three other pens, the Darth Vader pen, a Darth Maul pen, and a Kylo Ren pen, uh, which they basically have visual, you know, tie-ins to the characters, right? So, like, either it's Darth Vader's face and also kind of like evoking the grill of his mouth mm. or Darth Maul's kind of face paint and Kylo Ren's like mask, like the way that the kind of face grew on his mask goes. Those are three really awesome pants. I really like the Kylo Ren one because it's super it subtle. It is very subtle. That one I go back and forth um, on. I like it. And they all have uh, Star Wars written on the cat mm-hmm. band. But, like, I'm so mad at them over the Luke Skywalker yeah. one. It is like a frost, like ice, snow white pen with a 
awesome blue lightsaber like line on it and they completely ruined it by putting the text on that cap. Like, so close, but so far. On both that one and the Darth Vader one, they did not take the lightsaber imagery anywhere near far enough, right? It could be the lightsaber pen for those two. They, they could have done, done the that. handle I agree or the with hilt. That. This is a racing stripe. But, like, I will just like, say that, that, that like, uh, it, if they just had the, the caps blank, <laughs> I would still love these pens because it's like... I like the subtlety yeah. of it. And also, the nibs are amazing, the nib, like, by the I way. Want one, I almost want to get one just for the nibs, so let's not leave that out. They are the single best part of this entire series. Every pen has a customized nib for the pen itself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, oh, it's... They're glorious. It's the nibs are glorious. It's freaking amazing. But yeah, oh, I really there's just a, a huge letdown on the opening scroll and the Vader and Skywalker. Um, but like the opening scroll one, I can, ac- right. I can accept it. I accept that one it. makes me giggle. Honestly, it's like this is yes. dumb, but in a hilarious way. Like I like, but it. it's funny. Yes. And like, I would own that pen, <laughs> right? Like, I don't think I would buy it, but I would be happy to own it. You know sure. what I mean? Right. Um, but like I'm almost tempted to to try and see if I could get the Luke Skywalker one and like remove. The, like, well, that's like, how bad it looks. Scratch. It looks like a yeah. lottery scratcher print on it. Is what yeah. it looks like. It, it's not going to wear well. It's that's it, it, it's such a huge letdown on that pen. <sighs> the Vader, Plan the me. Vader imagery looks like the Affliction T-shirts from like ten or fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally down on that one. I love the mall. Um, and the Kylo Ren one's growing on me for its subtlety. But the nibs are amazing. If it was, like, available, easily available, I would totally get the Kylo Ren yeah. one. Like, without a shadow of a doubt, I'll buy that yeah. pen. Um, you know, it is a letdown. We didn't get uh, any Rey or Princess Leia or any droids. Um, the droids make for wonderful pens. The droids would have been brilliant. Maybe, though, like, I don't know if they're if they're only allowed certain things because of, of Cross. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. But I will say... Even though these pens are bad, they're better than the cross pens. <laughs> so. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not now that they've well, come but out. The pen is better than the cross sure. pen. Sure. Okay. Right? Techni- okay. Yes. From a technical pen yes. usage aspect, I'll, I'll grant you that. But some of those cross pens are really good yes. looking. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to like we've I've kind of gone over this a bunch, but I I don't get tired of talking about this, especially when you and I have not spoken directly about this, because this is just such a huge crossover for everything that we do and we're about. And uh, I'm so uh, mad about it, though. Like when I saw the link, I was like, hell yes. Right. Right? It's like a, a thing that I love and a pen that I adore and want excuses to have more of. Mm. And you know, I was let down. You just I was let down pretty heavy. Blown it, just blown it. <laughs> it makes me not want to buy if I if I really enjoyed one of them. It's almost like I don't want to support it because they screwed up so many of them. <laughs> it's like, well, I have the one yeah. good one that I yeah. like, but that means I'm supporting like the idea that they had, and it's just, mm, yeah, yeah, it's disappointing <sighs> overall. Disappointing. Give me those nibs though. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're great. It looks like they're coming out in December based on the website. Okay. Well, that would make sense. You would think it'd be out by now, but whatever. Yeah. I'll be interested yeah. to take a take a peek at them. And I, I have mm-hmm. I will not end up with any of these, I'm almost certain. All right, should we take a break? Let's because I was drinking right there, so we should. 
it was perfect timing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea so you can make your next move with Squarespace. No matter what it is, no matter what project you have bubbling in your brain, Squarespace has the tools to help you get it online. Whether you have want to share your opinions with the world and you have a blog or maybe you have a business and you want to give people the information that they need, like you, maybe you're a restaurant and you want to have your menu and all that kind of stuff easily available. Or maybe you have physical products you want to sell or maybe you want to sell some pens that you own. Uh, you can create an online store with Squarespace. They're an all-in-one platform that will let you do any or all of that. There is nothing to install. There's nothing to patch. There's nothing to upgrade. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. They take care of so much for you. They have 24-7 customer support in case you need help. But all their the website templates are so easy to get started with and customize. They come with uh, like templates for the pages that you would need depending on the type of website you want to build so you can make sure you have all your structure in place like it's it really is fantastic but you can find out for yourself go to squarespace.com slash pen addict right now and you can sign up for a free trial and when you sign up for that trial you can try out that you can try it out yourself right you can go and actually build the website and then when you're ready to launch it to the world, you sign up for one of their plans. They start at just $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain when you use the offer code PENADDICT to check out. That is squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So we've been talking about the Sailor Ink Studio inks, right? Because mm-hmm. you picked some up at Drum Ghouls. Yeah. Um, and you published a review of the Sailor Ink Studio 941. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. Why did you pick, because you got a bunch of them, like why did you yeah. write a review just about the 941? <laughs> because it's the only one that I've kind of latched onto for... Okay. Uh, that is a perfectly onto. valid reason, right? You've got five colors? Four. Four. I tried to buy five. One of okay. them was out of stock. Okay. The pink one was out of stock. Because I think I don't love these inks for at least the ones that I pick, right? So this is a whole conversation just about ink that I don't even know that I want to have in detail. But just this ink collection is 100 inks. And I went in. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's some really unique and fun and interesting inks that came out of this series. And I picked some that I that kind of fall in line with the things that I like. So I bought a blue-black, an orange, a bright green. Um, I tried to buy a pink. That's the one they didn't have. And a purple. Like, those are all my favorite ink colors. And, you know, I swabbed them up and took a look at them. And I was like, yeah, they're fine. But the, the 941 is the blue-black one. That one really stuck because it matches the 1911 4AM, which... You know, I really like that pen, Mike. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. And I've gone back and forth on a lot of these sailors over the years where we see in pictures and think they're great. And I see them in person and they're not so much. And this one I saw in pictures, wasn't sure it was great. See it in person, mm-hmm. loved it. This one this one is like the Royal Tangerine, right? I, it looks okay in pictures, but maybe, eh, maybe not for me. Then I see it in person. I was like, yeah, this is the one where on the opposite side of the ledger, like the lime green one they did, I thought it was going to be fantastic, but it just didn't land in person. So this ink matches up perfectly to the 941. I love it. Um, One thing I didn't mention in my review, in retrospect, I forgot, is in these Sailor Ink Studio bottles, they give you this little sticker sheet so I can put a little 941 label on my ink converter so I know what's in there. So I did that (laughs) 
which I think is kind of dumb and cool at the same time. Um, so I need to take a picture of that. So I have a little 941 sticker stuck on my Sailor Ink converter inside the 1911 4AM pen. But the reason I did that review first is because it's the ink I've been using the most. I'm definitely going to review the other colors I bought because I want to see if I'm missing something, right? I want to see if there's a reason that you know, I chose these inks and why they're so popular, even though these are not the most outlandish inks mm. of that lineup, like the Sailor 123, which Susan has reviewed on the blog in the past, and I did, I bought one to give away, is the highlight ink for those 100 inks. Because it's such a different color, it has different sheens and shading. I just don't want to write with it. Like, I think it looks cool. It looks amazing. So maybe I just need to branch out more in this lineup so instead of kind of getting the basics which i i'm which is what i did this time you know i failed on my year of experimentation theme in buying things i assumed i would like and i'm not let down by that but they're not special and i want them to be special does that make sense i understand this does look like a great blue black though this is a really good color. I'm very, very much enjoying this color. I wonder if I'm going to be able to say that about the other three inks I still have to test. Mm. Hmm. But this is a great color. Very happy with 941. Very happy. Um, explain something to me in the image mm -hmm. that you've got here. The converter mm -hmm. says 941 on it. Right? Yeah. Did I put that one in there? Uh -huh. Yeah. What is going so on there? So that's the sticker. <laughs> they put the stickers in there. I couldn't remember if I put that in there or not. Where is it? It's right at the very bottom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it comes with a sticker in in the box uh -huh. when you buy the ink, the little bitty box. There's this little sticker sheet, and I didn't know what it was now at that first. Is I was like, "Oh, freaking awesome!" Every single <laughs> ink manufacturer should do that. <laughs> so it gives you three of them too. It's so so they, good. there's three that's little nine forty one because I have like a million orange inks, right? <laughs> But they are all yeah. slightly different. And I can never remember which pen has which orange in it. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to have a little label that I could just put on them <laughs> without me needing to make it. It's really good. That's like, genius. I was very impressed with that. At first, I thought, I was like, what is this? Why do I have all these 941 stickers on the sheet in Japanese that I can't read? And then I kind of looked at the imagery of it. And it's like, oh, you put this on your converter so you know what inks at inks and, it in. Looks and I'm like, cool oh my god, the four a.m. because you can see right through it and you see nine four. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. I didn't think I had taken a picture of that. And now that you've pointed that out, I can totally see it. It looks so, good. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Um, I like them. You said like I saw this on Instagram too. It's a good pairing, and I agree. These two, that yes. ink and that pen, look fantastic together. Yeah. It's right on the money. Yeah. It's almost like it was made I for was it. And that was an accident. That. Yeah. I bought them independent of each other, right? I didn't buy one for the other. I didn't buy the ink for the pen, but I knew once I bought the ink, I was like, oh, this will go perfectly with the with the 4AM. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, this is like one of those ones where you pick that pen up and you just... It's almost like a, it sounds weird, but there's some pens where like there's such a good match, it almost feels like you're using a crayon. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. the outside is on the page. It's a very peculiar feeling. Exactly. But a good one when you can get a match like that. And it doesn't happen all the time. Like we, oh. I tried to do match things or do, um, you know, things that kind of go well together. Like that's my thing. I don't, you know, I, I do like lean into that a little bit, but this one came out better than I thought. Yeah. Um, all right. 
We need to talk about <laughs> I'm, this. I'm not, I'm not talking because I wanted to see how you transition <sighs> into this. So for the last couple of weeks, Brad has been teasing wherever he can that he has got a very expensive <laughs> pen, which he has refused to divulge any information about this pen to anyone, including me, even in private messages, would not tell me <laughs> what this pen was. And it was a pen that I am assuming, because I, I still don't know what this pen is, that you somehow got your hands on at Drongles, right? Correct, correct. Okay. And you set yourself a task, which was cool, but also gave an indication of how much money you spent, that you refused <laughs> to open this pen until you had sold 10 existing pens. So mm-hmm. uh, I made a little dig at you during the Squarespace ad today uh, <laughs> that you set up a for sale page and sold a bunch of yeah. pens off, which is a, a new thing for you, right? You haven't done that before, really? I'd done it once before on a little bit smaller yeah. scale. It was definitely like a single digit, like five, six, seven, eight pens, something like that. I find this such a daunting task, like... The idea of cleaning out a pen and like the way I treat pens, like I just treat them like I'm using them. I'm not treating them with the idea that they would ever go to somebody else. So I would just feel like I could never sell pens because I don't feel like I've treated them with maybe the care that I would want to give to someone else. So like I I find it a very daunting task to sell pens. It is. It is. And that's what took me so long. So that's why I needed some type of impetus, some trigger to make me actually do the thing that I said I've been wanting to do, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of move out some really great pens that I've enjoyed, but do not currently reach for to use. So there's no point in them sitting there. But actually going through the process of choosing the pens taking the pictures, finding their boxes, make sure the converter, make sure they're clean, you know, all the things, you know, uploading them to the website and just doing all the things that you need to do before you actually sell the pen. It's just like, eh, I'll do that later. You know, it was never like a priority A under any circumstance until the fateful trip where I made the purchase of a very expensive pen. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, <laughs> we need to clean house a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be grand sweeping changes, but we need to move some pens out and, you know, make some money to afford this pen. Um, so I was not going to open. So the, the pen I bought, I had to have shipped to me because they didn't have the right nib size. So that was good. Like I had like a week delay of you know not having this box in my house teasing me but then the box arrived and i was like okay i need to get these pins up on the site because i'm not opening this box i'm sticking to my word i'm not opening this box looking at this pen inking this pen using this pen until i sell 10 pins and so i finally put those up this past weekend sunday and you know i was able i put up 19 pins like i just went through and i just picked like the first pass i was like I came up with 19 pens and as of this show, I'd sold 15 of them, which is fantastic. So Tuesday, which is yesterday, I unboxed the pen and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. All right. So I have the name. I haven't looked at Mm -hmm. it yet, but the name I think tells me a lot about what I'm expecting here. Namiki Yukari Milky Way Rodden. Okay, Brad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a few keywords in that one. All right. let Let me open this link. It'll be in our show notes. Oh, so it is, this is yeah, it's a pilot pen, so I assume you got it from the direct from the yes. dealer who was there with all the fancy stuff. 
I'm faced with a loading spinner right now. So <laughs> we're really building the anticipation and the oh boy. Ooh. Okay. This is a very expensive pen. I mean, I haven't seen the price, but I can tell just because the website is fancy. I can move the, the website pen is fancy. Yeah, and it's got a little enlarge button. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should put this in the in the chat so they can see it. I'm sure they've seen it already. Okay. But it's fun to play with it on the site because you can spin it around and do all kinds of fancy stuff so with it and get some close-ups. This is, I'm assuming, an Arushi pen? So it's a Makie pen. So okay. the y- Yukari lineup is essentially a Namiki. Namiki is Pilot's high-end you know, yep. lineup where they do all the you know, luxury, expensive, fancy artwork type of stuff. So this Yukari lineup is a group of pens. What are there? There's probably 10, 12, something like that, of these pens where their artists create a design. These are all hand, you know, handmade artwork on all of these pens. The particular one I have is the Milky Way Rodden. So you can imagine there's some planets and stars that you see in Rodden. There's some um, gold like galaxy swirl around through the pen that kind of spins around the barrel. And, you know, it's all hand done artisan craftsmanship. Very like awesome looking like the de- the level of detail is spectacular. Like even these images and any images I take, you just can't tell until you see it in person. And that's what got me. I'd seen this pen like a year and a half before um, at drum goals. I've seen it at pen shows. I've picked it up several times in the past, just like as the dream scenario, right? I looked at, there was actually a different model that caught my eye first before I knew the Milky way existed. There's one called shooting star, which is a similar planetary star motif but without the galaxy swirl around it. Um, when I got to see them side by side at Drom Ghouls, this one like made me feel things <laughs> that I don't normally feel about a pen. Like I just fell in love with it and um, I had to figure out a way to own it. So these are not huge pens. Like you can't tell scale in, in these pictures. This is a writer's pen. Right, it's a brass barrel. It's got a number ten size nib, which is one of Pilot's smaller nibs. It feels perfectly in my hand. The weight, the look, the style, the feel, the nib, everything just fits my hand perfectly. Um, and then you have this glorious artwork to look at. And I just fell in love with it. And um, full disclosure, I did get a discount on the pen. Um, I did not pay um, street price it's for like it. Like two so and a half thousand you. dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't pay full freight for it. Um, so thank you to Drum Ghouls for that. I did get uh, taken care of a little bit there, but it was still a more than I've ever spent on a pen by a long shot. And I don't know, it's kind of, I'm so in love with this pen and maybe it's just still, you know, the, the newlywed thing going on. It makes me want to sell more pens because I know I'm going to use other pens less now that I have this pen. Does that make sense? Yes. Like this pen is so important to me and I've never felt emotional feelings about a pen until this one. Like I love my Nakayas. I, they are some of the best writing pens I ever have. They'll always be like some of my favorite pens. This pen feels different to me person on a personal level. Um, I 
don't know that I can totally explain that in words, but it feels different and it makes me want to use less pens so I can use this pen more. So that's probably going to be a focus of mine going forward is like, I think I'm going to sell another 10 or 20 pens probably pretty soon just because I'm not going to use them. And I always preach that if you're going to buy things, you have to use them. And there's no point in having something sitting around that's a perfectly good product and someone else can get some joy out of um, if I'm not going to use it. So I'll be uh, selling some more pens because all I want to do is use this pen. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm very much in love with it. But I've just, I've really, and I've only had it inked up since last night. <laughs> this is a real stunner. I'm, I, you will like it like in person. I know you like it in the images, but like yeah, when you I'm see it in person, you'll fall in love with it. I'm sure because this is a brass barrel pen. Oh, so it has some weight to it. All of these pens are made from or have oh, brass interiors. They're that's... not lightweight. Mm. They're not heavy, right? But there's a density to these pens that is different than like you know you'll feel in other pens. You know, like our sailors. You know, which are all plastic barrels. So this has a, or the Nakaya, which is an ebonite barrel. So the Nakayas are feather light. This is not feather light. It's not heavy. It has substance because it is a metal interior with the, the Maquillet artwork on the exterior. It's, it's glorious. It's just such a good writing pen. And all I want to do is write and it makes me feel great about it. Love it. What nib did you say you had in it? It's a fine nib. So it's a stock fine nib. That's the finest they offer. Fine, medium, and broad in this lineup. And I wanted the fine. They didn't have one in stock, so they had to mail it to me. Um, and so the question I got about it was, was I going to modify the, mm. lib, the nib? And I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't think so because um, Pilot's fine gold nibs stock version are great for me. They're one of my favorite. So um, I, I have no intention right now. Maybe that's something I do in the future. I don't know. I'm not worried about that right now because I like it as it is. I didn't buy it with any intention of modification. That's why I went with the fine instead of a medium. Right. What uh, what ink are you using? Oh, it? yeah. Uh, Pilot Orochizuku Sukio, which is a uh, kind of a deep blue, a um, little bit of a greenish undertone, a little bit. I for, It's called Moon. I think it's Moonlit Night, I think is the translation for that. So it's kind of a perfect fit for this pen. And I will definitely be using... I will... I might change up the ink color a little bit, but I think I'm going to get like the one ink that I like in this pen and it's just going to stick with it. And I think it's going to be Sukio. I think I made the right choice right out the gate. Well, I'm pleased you're happy with it. It's a real stunner. It is. It's I'm yeah, I can't put it down. Like I'm thrilled with this pen. Yep. Thrilled with this purchase. So. All right. Should take a break? We should. Oof. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. We have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave is it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't use flexible handles or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't Mm. add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on qualities that actually matter for a close, comfortable shave, and they never upcharge you. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two dollars per blade to keep prices low they cut out the middleman they manufacture blades in their German factory 
It's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high-quality products at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Their blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription, and there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. Can you tell me something, Mr. Dowdy, about your (laughs) Harry's experiences? I can always tell you something, but I'm not sure I should tell you this thing, which mm. makes me want to tell you this even more. Oh, here we go. I'm going to put razor blades in my daughter's stocking for Christmas this year. Does that sound bad? Well, again, this like, is something like, it, like it doesn't bother me to know. It might bother her to <laughs> for you to be talking about these things. <laughs> I buy so many Harry's razor blades because they're so good, but um, I have to keep my stock um, under close wraps for the rest mm. of my household i've said this a million times because we're just all bought in on the quality of harry's blades and their handles and it's just such an enjoyable thing um to use for what's not necessarily an enjoyable practice that we are all uh, all stuck with now <laughs> for the most part and uh harry's makes it delightful so yeah it's uh i'm gonna be sticking razor blades in a stocking question mark be careful with that okay as a listener of this show, you can redeem your Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash penaddict. It includes a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with lubricated strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to help keep your razor dry and easy to use on the go. Go to harrys.com slash penaddict to start shaving better today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. I got a very interesting link, Mike, mm. from the Pen Attic Slack. So credit goes to the Pen Attic Slack for this next topic, and I didn't write down the name of, of who I saw. And they said, oh boy, Brad and Mike need to talk about this. Have you clicked this link yet, Mike? I have to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a rodden-covered Lamy Safari. Right? I think we're gonna. I think we're going to have a throwdown between our good buddy, Mr. Jonathan Brooks, and the maker <laughs> of this amazing Lamy Safari. This is everything like I want, right? Mm-hmm. This is borderline. It's not even borderline. It's straight up ridiculous. Yes. There's no bones about the ridiculousness of this. And it should happen. Like, this should exist. This should be... A, I fully believe this should be a thing. As ridiculous as that makes me sound. But I love it. Like, I love this pen. I love it so much. It, it is asinine. <laughs> what I'm looking at. Right? Yeah. I it, This should not exist. It's completely ridiculous. But it's glorious. I'm glad this exists in our little pen world. Um, I think it's fantastic. So nice job. I don't know if this is uh, the Mark JP who, who I follow on Instagram. Like I already follow this account, but I did not see this come across my screen. If you scroll down, there's a pilot Kakuno cap in their feed. that <laughs> looks like it's got a Rushi lacquer on. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> so this, I'm loving everything that is happening with this account. So you should go follow this account. And this is what I want to see. Uh, so Jonathan, uh, Time to step your game up, son. We don't know what he's doing. We don't, but that's true. That's true. Maybe this is his stealth account. Speaking of which, actually, that. did you see uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
he posted uh, some imagery. Here we go. I'll put it in the chat. I'll make sure it's in the show notes too. This is some progress on my King of Pen. Oh, no. I Oh, no. I didn't see this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. Yeah, I don't... As I said, like I said this before, the amount of instruction I gave him was very, very, very little. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to ask you. Like, what did was there anything that you said to do? He just showed me some, some like, um, some things that he'd been working on, and I was like, mm, I like yeah. this, I like this. I'd maybe like this color and this color, <laughs> and yeah. then I was just like, you're the master, you just go for it. Right, right, yeah. I totally missed this, and I wouldn't put it together that this was yours. Yeah. So yeah, that looks great. So something's oh, happening. Man. Something's happening. That's as much as I've seen is those yeah. images cool that's all you should like it's good that way i that's think all i want to know i want to just yeah. kind of like i don't want to see a lot of you know, i would see as much as he wants to show me but i'm not gonna like bug him for it like just I'll just let him do yeah. his thing yep 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 so we have some ask tpa we might get to today we'll probably get to some but i wanted to run a topic by you mm-hmm. real quick for your opinion even though like you probably haven't read this review or you like you don't read a lot of the re- reviews on the blog unless I like point them out and say hey check this out. I do. Um so, oh I, I know. I haven't I know, read not, this I just one. I want to put you on the spot. Yeah, I haven't read this one. This one did that passed me by. I subscribe to the Pen Addict and my RSS reader, which is why I get to read yes. the majority of the stuff. Yeah, so I had uh, it's about 2 weeks ago I reviewed the Waldman Pressure Fountain Pen. Um I love saying that name. And this is a wonderful pen. They had an extremely difficult time reviewing, and it's kind of funny that it's coming in on the heels of me just raving about this pen that I spent so much more on um, in the Milky Way and, you know, just fawn over. It was a difficult review for me to do to try to, like, be objective about this product because... And I went through this little spiel in the review about objectivity and subjectivity. So, like, I want to be objective, but I also want to have an opinion on the product. There is absolutely nothing negative to say about this pen, you know, from a review perspective. And, but from a subjective perspective, I do not want to own this pen. Like, I will never own this pen. So, how do you base a review around that battle between objectivity and subjectivity, right? Like, I'm known for having an opinion. I'm going to have an opinion on a pen, right? So in the end of the day, I will tell you um, what's good and what's bad about this pen. And there is nothing bad about this pen, right? Other than the fact that I never want to own one. So is that fair to put in a review like I really had a hard time reviewing this even though that sounds completely dumb that sounds like a Brad you're just being ridiculous just say what you want about the pen but people want to know the pros and cons of a product and at the same time they want to know what Brad feels about the product and this one is one of those pens that I can safely say is at the opposite end of the ledger for those things and I just, I don't know. I wanted to throw that out there. Something for you to check out even later. And, you know, I'd be happy if there was anyone else had feedback. But I'm always going to have some type of opinion on this, on my reviews, 
like whether should you buy it or not. Like I'm not going to tell anyone to buy a pen or to not buy a pen because there's different reasons that everyone has. But from a reviewer's perspective, when there's something just like I liken this pen to like your basic standard Cross Parkers and Waterman pens. They're really great pens. They're perfectly fine pens. I have no interest in owning one of those pens. So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there for feedback. Um, maybe check it out. Um, if anyone else has any comments on that, I'd be happy to hear them because I don't know why this one was so hard for me to to like write words about because it shouldn't be because it's a really good pen and I have no negatives to say about this product. So it was just a, it was a weird thing to have happened to me. Mm. <laughs> when, I mean, like for when all I look the at review, it. For 12 years of reviews, like mm. this was challenging. I look at it and it's like this pen, it has a look of a pen that's trying to do more than it is. And I know what those pens are typically mm-hmm. like and I tend not to like them. You know what I mean? Right. 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 But I also want to review this pen because at the same aspect, they're nice. Like there's one yeah. in particular, like the, I think it's called the Tuscany um, with a steel nib. It runs about $200 and it's this great chocolate brown and copper like looking rose gold pen. And it's just fabulous. And people want to know my opinion. And my opinion is Waldman makes a heck of a good pen. It's just not for me. So how do you put that in words? Do you try to be completely objective or do you, do you let, you know, do I let my personal thoughts come out about it? And I kind of went both ways in this review and maybe that was the right way to, to go about it. But you know, it's hard to like, I'm not going to, there's nothing bad to say about this pen, but it's not exciting either. So I don't know. It was a tough, I did, I'm, I'm, pretty sure i'm way overthinking this Uh, Mm. but like i had a really hard time doing that review but i really wanted to do that review at the same time so i don't know it was this weird balance thing sometimes it's it's usually not that difficult for me to do a review um that one took me longer to post just because i had to think about it more how i wanted to present it so anyway that was just a uh that was a brad moment i had recently that uh i thought you would enjoy i think it's still good that you did the review though (laughs) In that way, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was totally doing the review. Like, I'll if there's a if there's bad pens. Like we've talked about this years and years ago, and I don't want to just belabor the point. But we've talked about bias in reviews. There is bias in my reviews that I'm not going to spend the time to review a terrible product. So that's a bias, mm-hmm. right? It's not worth just going online and just crushing a product and wasting my time saying I hate this product and it's terrible and you should never buy it. Like that's a bias. Like I will cut, I will, I will not review everything that comes across my desk. Yeah. Which I think is the right thing to do. All right. Let's do a couple of ours TPA before we leave today. Uh, First one comes from Peter. Peter says, Hey guys, you like me, right? You have a drawer of inks by your side all through your work days, just having all mm. these potions right there at any time, keeping things <laughs> infinitely interesting. Here's my question. Do you ever yes. find the little foil disc from inside the ink bottles dislodged? What are you supposed to do with that? Toss it out, glue it back in, do what I do and kind of tap it back in place and get inky fingers. Love to hear your thoughts from Pete in Australia. This is a great question because I never know what right? to do. I don't know why sometimes <laughs> that little piece of like foil cardboard is not in the cap anymore. And like, what am I supposed to do with it? So Brad, can you help? 
<laughs> These are the questions I'm here for. I'm yes. glad you said that, that you enjoyed this question so much because I thoroughly enjoyed the absurdity of this question. This is what we're here for. I, I jam them back in at all costs. I assume they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the I, reason is. <laughs> air tightness. I'm right. assuming air tightness. It gives you that one little uh, place of give where the bottle top can compress against the lid top and um, just help like air stay out of that, right? So you don't want the airflow coming in there. So it gives that little extra seal um, there. So at all costs, I will keep them in. I know sometimes it's harder than others. And I us- what I usually do is if they get stuck to the glass bottle top, as opposed to inside the lid, I'll I'll play the little game where you take the the cap and like try to flick it up into there, right? You're like you're peeling like I don't peel it off with my fingers. Like I'll get the cap, angle it, and try to like somehow like get that lid back up in there, then jam it in there with like the the bottle cap and make sure it's back in place. So I say keep it um just for uh airflow reasons. You know, you want to keep the, keep your inks healthy. Keep all your potions uh, remaining interesting by keeping them sealed up tightly, and that's what that does. And uh, next question comes from Josh. I've got a sailor and a pilot question for the two of you. The sailor 4AM really clicked for me and has me really wanting to pick it up. The problem is I've never owned a sailor pen before, so I don't know what nib would be good to get with it. I tend to like fine nibs, pilot and platinum are fine, in fine a perfect line width for me but I've also been wanting to expand my collection with some wider nibs. The zoom nib option really caught my interest as being kind of weird and unique, but maybe that's too unique for a first purchase. What's a good nib size for someone that likes fine nibs, but wants to be more adventurous with wider nibs? So let's answer this part first. My my mm-hmm. kind of initial feeling on this is it depends what you want the pen for, right? Like if, if you write with fine nibs and you get a zoom nib, you will not use this pen to write within the same circumstances in which you write with your current pens. Very correct. It will be different. That's correctly said. And that's perfectly fine, but you need to know that going into it because that's far too much of a variation. Yeah, that's correctly said. Um, I really enjoy Sailor's medium nibs more than I thought I would, which I know that's not a specialty nib, but from someone who comes from a fine and extra fine writing preference standpoint... Sailor's medium nibs are a glorious writing experience, which I found out um, with the King of Pen, even though that's a very different nib. It's a large and a little bit more flexible nib. Um, And that allows you to later get the nib modified if you wanted to. And that's probably the route I would go as opposed to buying one of Sailor's strange oddity nibs like the Zoom um, or even the music, which is it's big and wet and bulky too. I would more think about trying a medium sailor nib and seeing how you enjoy the natural experience with that. And then knowing that, hey, I could get that modified into a sub or a curse of italic. Mm-hmm. That's more interesting to me, especially for a first purchase, as opposed to risking getting something like a zoom and hating it. Completely agree. Uh, Josh asks, strangely, that Sailor release also rekindled my interest in the Pilot Custom 823. I've been eyeing that pen for over a year now. I love Pilot pens. My vanishing point never leaves my pocket. But I'm just not a fan of gold trim. I tend to be more of a function of a form sort of person, but for $300, shouldn't I be able to get 
both. Is hmm. there any hope of Pilot doing something different with the 823, or will I eventually have to bite the bullet and resign myself to buying it in smoke or amber? There's a tiny chance in the coming years they might do a rhodium trim, but I think that's just that's asking you could for a just lot be just sitting and waiting forever. Like there's right. no reason to assume that they would do it. Right, which is why I went overseas because I didn't want to buy the amber um, for aesthetic reasons. So I went overseas and got the clear model. Um, whether they're going to bring the clear model into the U.S. and actually I don't know where uh, Joshua is. He could buy it from somewhere else. Um, the smoke looks really good. I think uh, it's better than the amber, but I prefer the clear even with the gold trim. Um, that one worked for me aesthetically speaking. So if you can hunt one of those down, at least see what they look like online. Um, I wouldn't like, if you like the pen, it could be years to never if they will ever do that. Right. I, my dream is that they would start doing more with the 823 lineup. Just at start rhodium trim would be a start. And then they could do just so much more with that product lineup. They just don't seem to be interested in it because this has been the same product lineup for, I don't know how long, I guess since it was introduced, maybe, I don't even know forever. There's an interesting irony in a pen that's called the custom to have so few options in colors. <laughs> that's across the board, pretty much. Yeah. All right. If you want to send in a question for a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA, or you can email them to hello at penaddict.com. Penaddict.com is where you can go to find Brad's stuff, all of his great blog posts and links, and you want to go find the top five pens, or you want to go subscribe to Refills, where you can do that. Uh, Brad streams twice a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict, right? 10 a.m. Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like a boss. Uh, Brad is a pen addict on Instagram. Dowdyism on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thanks to Harry's and Squarespace for their support of this episode. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.